630 Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Today's get get the bad taste out of your mouth, you know, uh, when you when you don't score a point and they beat you soundly. Um, you know, and, and we competed early, you know, until the until the turnovers and that type thing. And uh, it was it's a get the taste out of your mouth day. And that's kind of what we uh, using today for. And that's Elks head coach and general manager Chris Jones after practice today inside the field house. The Elks went back to work today after returning home from Vancouver in Saturday's 22-0 loss to the BC Lions. They dropped to 2-0. and oh, uh, Sorry, they dropped to 0-2 oh on the season. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Morley Scott. We're going to hear uh, coming up later on in the program from Kevin Brown, running back from the Elks. He talks about back-to-back fumbles for him in two games so far this year and how he's trying to rectify that. We'll also hear from Eugene Lewis talking about fixing the offense and getting things to where they need to be. The Elks did practice today. They'll take tomorrow off and then really jump into their prep for week three come Wednesday. The Grey Cup champs are here on Sunday, 5 p.m. start time, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, to get our day started, uh, ticket information for you at GoElks.com or Ticketmaster as well. Of course, there'll be a few people going to that game for free, won't they, after the Elks lost their season opener at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So we'll also later tonight go to Toronto and check in with the Argos in here from their play-by-play man, Mike Hogan. The news uh, out of practice today, well, the biggest news is Ed Ganey, defensive back, is on the six-game injured list. Ed's been a good player for a long time. He and I have been together quite some time. It hurt him because uh, he understands, you know, the reality of getting older and these types of things happening. But uh, now, you know, he can become a, a coach for us, you know, for a few, few months and just yeah. see, uh, you know, what he can take from his brain and put it in some of these young guys. So that's the situation with Ed Ganey, who's on the six-game injured list, uh, and it's probably going to be longer than six games, sounding uh, uh, is what I took from the sound of Chris Jones' voice today when he was talking about it. He said they put a timeline on it. Sometimes players beat that timeline. Sometimes they don't. But it's a shoulder injury of some sort that will keep Ed Ganey out of the lineup. And he's got the one thing that they don't have very much of in that defensive backfield, and that is experience. Looks like uh, rookie Antonio Mitchell II could be the guy drawing in uh, to to, uh, take his place at the corner spot. At least that's off practice today. So uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. Lots of focus, though, today at practice, as you would expect, on the offense. That's the big story. I mean, we've got to get, uh, you know, we've got to call a better game. We've got to go out and execute at a high level when you have, you know, five or six drops and you have a couple penalties that kills a drive and and then uh, you have people open and you throw the ball uh, errantly. I mean, you have to you have to stay on the field. I mean, that's what we get paid to do is to coach and to uh, to play professional offense. And uh, we certainly had our opportunities. We had the ball across their uh, midfield stripe there, I mean, a few times. And then and uh, shot ourselves in the foot, and uh, I elected to punt rather than uh, attempt, you know, extra long field goals. And uh, we've got to stay on the field. The two, the two fumbles really hurt us. I mean, Ed made the great play and then put the ball on the ground at the 22 or 25 yard line, 
and then because uh, those are immediate points, and then you turn around and and uh, we had the ball in our own or in their end on the 37. I think KB fumbled the football. Um, he's got to put the football up, protect the football because again, there's three more points at least, and uh, so if it's nine six at halftime coming out, it's uh, it could be a different game. So that's the situation from uh, Chris Jones, who talked about getting that offense under control and moving forward. And, of course, if you're talking about a better offense, you need better quarterback. Taylor knows he's got to play better. Everybody wants to jump on Taylor, and and uh, certainly he hasn't played good football in, in both games. I mean, he's got to he's got to find what he was doing uh, the first two weeks of practice because he was as hot as I've ever seen a guy the first two weeks of practice. Now he's got to get back to that. How do you get him back to that? That's the situation. Uh, Jones talked post-game. He talked today about getting his confidence back and getting him, get, giving him an easier game plan to work with, getting the ball out of his hands a lot quicker. And uh, they were certainly working on their offense today. There's no doubt about that. Cornelius on Saturday, 13 of 23 for just 91 yards. No touchdown passes, obviously, and one interception. He has had a tough start to the season after, as Jones mentioned, a great start to training camp where he was lights out for the first couple of weeks of training camp. Camp, so they got to get his confidence back to that level. Uh, you heard him mention Kevin Brown and uh, Kevin Brown fumbling the football in the game. He's got fumbles in back-to-back -back games now, both coming after big plays. He's lost the ball. Uh, one, the Elks kept because it went out of bounds, and they kept that drive going against Saskatchewan. They lost the ball after the long carry in the game on Saturday night. We're going to hear from Kevin Brown coming up in a little while, and he's going to tell me what he's doing to try and eliminate fumbles from his game. Uh, the Elks flew home on Saturday night after the game, and receiver Gino Lewis, who caught one pass for nine yards, targeted three or four times in the game. Simply not enough numbers in any of those categories that I just mentioned. Uh, Gino Lewis said the bounce back for the team began yesterday after they reassembled. Yeah, so we came in yesterday, watched the film as a group, uh, you know, just for players, because we just, this is a tough one, so you have to, but you got to go in and you got to face the music, man. We're a grown man. We're here to do a job. So, you know, when, we, when we're in there, we got to watch the film. Take the take the criticism the way we got to take it and fix it and that's 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 the main things that we got to do. But um, everybody, we're, we're in good spirits now, man. Like I said, obviously that's not the way that we want to present ourselves as a club. And uh, now we're eager and excited to get back out here and and, and, and reset. You talked about the criticism. There's obviously the situation here, and there's going to be a lot of it right now. Is it you got to really work hard to kind of tune that out? I mean, you got to. It's a it's it's, it's a both sides of it you gotta you have to hear the criticism but you can't also hear the criticism to where it's going to defeat your confidence you know what i'm saying you don't want you don't want to get it to the point where you just think like yeah i'm not going to be able to do this or i can't do this we can do anything that we that we put our mind to but it's just about putting the time in putting the the work in and and uh, and just going out there and doing it such a fine line eh? that's that's, that's yeah. what it is man yeah not too, it's not too hard it's really simple you just gotta you gotta stay with it internally though this has got to add some fuel though you know you're better than zero points oh, in the game. Listen, Way better. I, like I said before, that's that is the the most thing that hurt us. Like it's losing is different when you, when when you lost the game. It was a hard fought game when you had a chance. We didn't we didn't even give ourselves a chance in that game. Defense did, you know what I'm saying? But offensively, we got to go out there, man, and we got to put we got to compliment our defense when they get turnovers or they make guys get field goals. You know what I'm things like that. That's, that's what we have to do as special teams. We got to put ourselves in good field position and things like that. It all everything comes together, man. Everything correlates, and we all just got to put it together.
What do you make of second down conversion opportunities? You guys, through two games, it's obviously a place where you're struggling. Uh, how, how do you fix that? What do you make? Why is it happening the way it is? Do you know? Got to catch the ball. Some of some of it we just got to catch the ball. Some of it we just got to we got to attention to detail. It's little things that we might not be doing. You know, trying trying to trying to help somebody else get open instead of getting yourself open and things like that. Um, it's just it's the little things for us. When we figure out those little these little things, man, which we are going to do, uh, we're going to be good, man. We're going to get these first downs, second downs. We're going to get touchdowns, and we're going to figure this whole thing up. There's Gina Lewis, Elks receiver, keeping it positive as uh, he moves forward with the Elks after two straight losses to start the season. They did practice today, shorter practice, uh, but they did work on a lot of things. You can tell they're working hard in the practice. They'll get tomorrow off. Imagine a lot of guys will be in watching video and, and getting treatment tomorrow, but they won't be on the field tomorrow. And then they'll be back into it on Wednesday as uh, they start day one for their uh, preparation for the Toronto Argonauts. The Grey Cup champions coming to town on Sunday. Uh, it'll be a 5 o'clock start, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chid tickets available uh, through GoElks.com and Ticketmaster as well. The Elks and the Toronto Argonauts on Sunday. Argos were winners last night, 32-14 over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, coming up later on the program, we're going to head to Toronto and speak with Mike Hogan about last night's performance and I guess most notably about uh, Chad Kelly in his first game as the new starting quarterback with the Toronto Argonauts, who of course have lost McLeod Bethel-Thompson uh, to the U.S. FL and uh, Kelly has moved in from stepping in to be the Great Cup hero last year when uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson got hurt in the Great Cup game and leading the Argos to the winning touchdown. Now he's got the job full time and so far so good after a 32-14 win over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Also, Kevin Brown coming up. He's got a case of fumbleitis right now. Uh, we'll talk to him after the break about how he has to clear. Uh, uh, cure himself of that case of fumbleitis. It's the Elks this week on 630 Chad. My name is Morley Scott. We're back after this. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks. 630 Chad. Uh, 22-0 Saturday night in Vancouver against the BC Lions. The Elks have dropped to 0-2 on the season. Lions off to a good start at 2-0. Looked really good against Calgary the week before that. Uh, then a con pretty convincing win against uh, the Elks. Although they didn't they didn't blow the Elks out. I mean, the Elks didn't help themselves by uh, stumbling and fumbling around offensively, which that has to improve for sure. Elks defense, statistically right now, after two games, one of the best in the Canadian Football League. The problem for the Elks is their offense right now. Uh, they've got a new punter by the name of Jake Julian, and he's, he's a real good punter. He can really rip the ball. He's punted 19 times in two games. Elks have only scored 13 points this year, and they've punted 19 times in two games. So that kind of tells you what the situation is with their offense. Uh, too many drops, too many penalties, uh, too many bad throws, just too much going wrong, and they got to correct the, the little things and get that offense going. Let's talk to Kevin Brown about that. I uh, had a discussion with him at practice or after practice today at the Fieldhouse for the Elks, and he says they, they came back to practice today after the loss on Saturday in Vancouver. They came back to practice today, and he says he definitely and everybody else definitely feels the urgency to get this offense going. You know, there's a, a little a little tension in the air, but we, we know we're gonna get that we're gonna get that uh, corrected and uh, fixed, and then we're gonna come back tomorrow with a new taste, with a new vision, leave that behind. But we can't forget it, and we're just gonna work towards uh, the next opponent. How difficult is it? There's good feelings through training camp, positive feelings through the preseason games, and to start 0-2. How difficult is it not to let that slip away? 
it's, it's not that difficult. You know, we just got to come in there with the right mindset. It's all mental, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, things are going to happen. It's still early on in the in the, in the the season. You only two games in, but, you know, we got a whole 16 games left to correct ourselves and get what, uh, what needs to be done. Talk about the offense and, and things you have to correct. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, lack of first downs, the second down conversion numbers aren't there. Points, obviously, in Vancouver weren't there. How do you go about fixing it when there's a bunch of little things that you got to correct? Yeah, like you said, it's the little things. It's, we got to pay attention to detail. That's really what it is. You know, ball security, you know, that's on my part. I got to do better with that. Um, being where we need to be, uh, sense of urgency, and just making plays that needs to be made. All right, you mentioned ball security. You're standing here talking to me, holding a football. Is that part of the plan? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get as much uh, footballs in my hand as possible. Um, trying to get comfortable with it, trying not to put it back on the ground uh, for the remaining of the season. So I'm doing the little things like holding the ball, even when we're not doing anything. Yeah, have you had a couple of games like that in the past in your career where you've where you've had a couple of fumbles in back-to-back -back games to have to try and correct? Back-to-back uh, -back games, no, I've never. So this is the first time for me. But um, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to correctify that, and so it won't happen again. Yeah, I, fumbles happen, right? Obviously, everybody's going to fumble, mm -hmm. but I guess the thing is to correct Not, it as yeah. fast as possible. Not do it back-to-back. -back. <laughs> and at the end of big plays, too. Right? Yeah, man, yeah, that, that was a, a big drive buster. The offense as a whole, um, you guys are having some issues in certain areas. Uh, do, do you attribute it to maybe with all the new faces and everybody trying to just get in sync and get on the same page? I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know, but uh, I, I, still, I think it's just the little things, you know what I mean? Because we got people, we got people where they need to be. We got the pieces, and we just got to put it together. So it's, it goes back to the little things. So we can make the plays out there. It's out there. We just got to do it. Yeah. Are you, you confident that you can turn it around quickly? Almost definitely. I guess that's the thing. You still got a week of practice. You got to go out and do it, though, at the end of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all about doing it. It's about execution. First little bit of adversity you've faced in your CFL career, really. You had uh, such a great start to the, the final half of last season. So this is something that you obviously have to deal with personally. Yeah, definitely. It was a personal thing. And um, I'm trying to do better as much as I can for the team and for myself. So, I mean, everybody got to look at it. Personally wise, what can they do to help the offense or the team in general? And if you do that, you could, if you better yourself, you could better the offense. You could better the team. Kevin, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Kevin Brown went uh, seven carries for 41 yards in the game on uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday. Had a fumble, second game in the row uh, that he's fumbled the football. Both uh, fumbles coming at the end of big plays as well. Uh, they didn't lose control of the ball in the uh, fumble against Saskatchewan because it ended up going out of bounds, but uh, they lost control and snuffed out what was one of their few promising drives in the game on Saturday night. Uh, offense, working hard today at practice. They'll do a lot more work trying to get things back on track moving forward as they get set to face the Toronto Argonauts on Sunday. 5 o'clock start at Commonwealth Stadium. 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff show with Brendan Escott and everybody else getting involved. And uh, on the other side of things, calling the game will be Mike Hogan, the uh, radio play-by-play -play voice of the Toronto Argonauts. He joins us now from the big smoke. Do you guys still call it the six out there, Mike? Absolutely. The 416 area. Clearly the six. Uh, good to hear from you, man. Uh, how, how'd it go last night, like riding a big awkward bike? <laughs> Uh, no, it's, you know, I've, I've done it long enough. It's like falling face first in cement. You know, you, you've done it once, you can do it twice. And 
uh, no, it was fun. Like, the, the, the game itself was great. I mean, from an Argo perspective, everybody's kind of nervous who hasn't seen Chad Kelly a lot. And those of us who has se- have seen Chad Kelly weren't really that worried. And he went out and he did what he was supposed to do in week one and got some pretty good performances around him. And the defense was as advertised and a, a big win in front of a decent crowd and a very, very vocal crowd. And uh, you beat your arch rivals week one. That's a pretty good thing. Refresh my memory, Mike. I know that uh, Chad Kelly worked short yardage last year. Of course, we know he came into the Grey Cup game and engineered the uh, the winning points. Uh, did he get a start last year at all? <laughs> Yeah, we had a game against Montreal at the the last game of the season. It meant nothing to us and it meant nothing to Montreal. So it was a lot of backups and, you know, both teams were resting veterans for uh, the playoff game. Uh, Montreal was playing Hamilton the next week. The Argos had the bye week and then would eventually face Montreal again. But Chad went in, played well through a couple of uh, ridiculous touchdown passes, moved the ball well. Um, uh, I, I think anybody who saw him play that day saw what the scout scene and it was just a question of him getting some reps he got them in in camp uh you know he looked back at that game um after the great cup game was over and said that was invaluable to him to go into that situation in the fourth quarter where he led the comeback against the bombers and uh you know it, it wasn't a lot of experience but when you've never played three down football at full speed before um, you know, uh, for an extended period of time, it's a different game. So uh, it helped slow the game down in the playoffs uh, when he finally got in. And he didn't blow anybody's doors off last night. I mean, what was he? I think 14 for 23, just over 200 yards, three touchdowns running on the ground, which are, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but still, there's obviously he got the win. He did what he was supposed to do. But there's still some room for improvement, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, he had a hunt. I think he had a, it was a, I think it was 185 ish uh, in the first half. And then they called off the dogs. And when you've got AJ Olette and you've got Andrew Harris and you can run the football and they're full of, uh, you know, the end arounds to Curly Gittins Jr., like they really didn't want to make mistakes against Hamilton to let them back in the game. The punt game was solid. Uh, the all star John Haggerty was, was on last night. He had two successive kicks into the wind that were net 60 and net 65 uh they were crazy kicks yeah um so and that was into the wind so he's he had it going last night so they didn't really expect chad to to, and the offense to stretch things in the second half because it was two or three score lead um they just didn't want to make any mistakes and we've got Two power backs like Olette and Harris, uh, you can let them do the work, dirty work, and the offensive line played well last night. So, uh, all in all, I mean, statistically, uh, you looked at the game and it wasn't much, but if you watched the game, you never felt like it was in doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to make a run to the store last night, and I was listening to some of your broadcasts while I was driving, and I think Darius Pickett made about nine plays in about seven minutes while I was driving to the store. Uh, sounds like he had a great game last night, and the defense uh, as a whole played pretty well. Third quarter, he was just – it seemed like he was in on every play. Um, it, it was funny because, you know, you, there was a lot of hype around him. He was Montreal's outstanding defensive player a year ago. Um, he was signed to replace Chris Edwards, who was another outstanding Sam linebacker. But, uh, you know, the scouts and uh, Pinball Clemens and company thought that, that Chris was, uh, that uh, Darius was probably a little younger, a little better. And he came in. And it, the first couple of days of camp, maybe the first three days, it was like, Okay, I haven't even noticed that Darius Pickett is even out there. And then they went pads. 
and he was everywhere. So it's like he's a guy who doesn't really like to practice. He wants to go out and play. And you know, he he almost he should have had a pick six. Like he he'll look at the film and go, oh my god, how did I drop that? Um, but on special teams, he's all over the place. He's he's the other he's the off back on kickoff returns. He's he's omnipresent. And my goodness, what a great player. And whatever edge they may have lost with Chris Edwards, they replaced him with the Darius Pickett because he plays to the line. Sometimes they play a little bit over it, but you know that's the that's not necessarily a bad thing with a Sam linebacker. I, I must say, before the game, nice little twist on raising the championship banner. I've seen a lot of those over the years in different sports at different levels, and I've never seen a helium balloon raise the banner before. That was a nice touch. Yeah, we thought so, and it, one of the reasons we did it is we wanted to do something different for our fans. So we we had a I don't know how many I say like 200 season ticket holders. Uh, we're able to go on the field after the game and get their picture taken with the banner. Um, like we're trying to do those extra little things for our season ticket holders specifically to try to, to make them feel more of a part uh, a part of what we're doing. And um, for those who missed it, uh, the banner was flat on the uh, on the field, and there were six um, season ticket holders, longtime season ticket holders, who were holding ropes that were holding down a giant helium balloon with an Argo crest on it. And when Pinball Clemens told them to start raising it, they would let the rope go a little bit and the helium balloon would raise and the banner rose at midfield uh, to display it for the first time. Uh, when folks go to BMO Field next game against BC in a couple of weeks, they're going to see the banner in its rightful place uh, along with the other 17 breakup banners at the south end of BMO Field. And we're going to move the all-time banner, all-time Argos banner uh, uh, up in front of the, uh, the media box. So um, it will be uh, on display there. So uh, it's it's a good problem to have, but we ran out of space <laughs> for championship banners on uh, on the pole that they're displayed on. So there's Tough now break, there's Mike. room for two more. Yeah, Tough break. Yeah. Man. I hate three of the last nine. So you're doing okay in Toronto. So uh, anyway, uh, be a tough test this week. There's no doubt about it for the uh, for the Elks. Thanks for spending some time with us, Mike. Appreciate it. Always love it, my friend. All right, that is uh, Mike Hogan, play-by-play voice of uh, the Toronto Argonauts. All right, that's it for the show tonight. Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, thanks to Chris Jones and uh, Kevin Brown and uh, uh, Gina Lewis as well for spending some time with us uh, tonight to talk about the Elks situation, which they're working on. They're trying to make it better. Uh, I'm back tomorrow morning on uh, 6.30 Ched this morning with Jay Lynn and Daryl. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy operating things uh, in the control room tonight. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you.